Because you are no longer bound, the enemy is mad, but it has to come out in Jesus' name. That which has served its purpose in our lives or has become too much has to be expelled. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. He has beat you down publicly without a trial. They beat Paul and Silas because they freed the woman from her demonic hold. And so when you think about it, when you get free, the enemy wants you to go quietly. He wants you to sit down and be quiet. Don't tell anyone how you've been delivered. Don't talk about what you've been through. Don't talk about what you did. Mm, but God, Revelation 12, the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb. Jesus, thank you. And by the word of their what? Testimony. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to a live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and today's message is It Has to Come Out. And so you're probably wondering, like, why is she going live at four o'clock in the morning? But I have been up for a little while. So my daughter, uh, who's four, kept coughing around like one o'clock in the morning. And I heard her and I thought to myself, eventually the mucus is going to come out. It has to. So a little after 2 a.m., she had gotten up. And so I said, you know what? Let me give her some honey because she kept coughing. And so... I gave her a teaspoon of honey, which acts as a natural cough suppressant. And so I was thinking to myself, all right, let me give her this honey. Hopefully it'll help with the cough. And I did. And within 15 minutes of me giving her the honey, she had laid back down. She got back up. And this time she kept coughing uncontrollably, but it came out. And so rather than like be upset because it came out, I was happy it came out. I was happy that she would be able to get rest. And so it came out on my floor and I just cleaned it up. I told her, I asked her if she felt better and she said she did. And so it made me think, I don't know who needs this reminder today, but it has to come out in Jesus name. That which has served its purpose in our lives or has become too much has to be expelled. And so then it made me look up the function of mucus. And so when I looked it up, it says that the purpose is to trap bacteria, viruses, and allergens like dust or pollen in your nose and prevent them from spreading throughout your body and making you sick. Eventually, the mucus and the substances it has trapped will head to the stomach and pass out of the body. So whatever that has been trapped in your life, whatever you have been dealing with, may it come out in Jesus' name. And there's plenty of instances in the Bible where we see Jesus or others driving out unclean spirits. So when you think about even the function of mucus, 
it is created to protect us, to prevent the spread of viruses in our body, which in turn will make us sick. So then you think about the stuff that's been trapped for years in our lives. And so it was funny because I was thinking to myself like, oh, I'm going to be able to go back to sleep. But as you can see, I'm up recording because I felt like this has to come out. And so then I started looking up scriptures and I said, all right, come on, Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians six, verse 17, it reads, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. I said, okay. So then I kept reading, but I chose a different scripture. So then I read Mark seven, uh, 18 through 23. And I'll be sure to note all of these scriptures as well in the description. But in Mark 7, it reads, And he saith unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the draught, purging all meats. And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man for within out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetedness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. So then take it back to the example earlier. It must come out. So that which was trapped in my daughter's belly and what she hadn't been able to get out from blowing her nose or what have you, it came out this morning and it woke me up, but I was again glad it came out. So when I think about Mark 7 and it talks about the things that can defile us, it has to come out. And it's what comes out of us that defiles us. When we think about life and we think about situations, we think about what we've gone through and the things that pile itself on in our lives. And it keeps coming. Like situations don't stop. Life, in the words of uh, one of my former colleagues, life keeps lifing. And so you think about all those things being tacked on, the pride, any wickedness, any deceit, any frustration or anger towards other people because of things they did to you, those things come out. But then we have something within us, the spirit, which tries to protect us against those things. And so when I think about what woke me up this morning was my daughter continuously coughing because she couldn't get rest because of what was trapped inside that had to come out. And so when it woke me up, again, I was glad it came out. That also led me to Acts 16. So Acts 16 verses uh, 16, and I'm actually going to read through verse 40. Um, this one I thought was powerful because I'll stop a few places in between because the message here, again, it has to come out. So verse 16, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are the servants of the most high God who are telling you ways to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Now the spirit 
as you know from earlier, was a spirit of fortune telling, which was a spirit that was not from God. So Paul told the spirit to come out. When her owners, because she was a slave, realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So literally they delivered this woman, but her owners who could no longer profit off of her because she was no longer bound in the same condition. That's a word for somebody too. Because you are no longer bound, the enemy is mad. The people who tried to hold you down, they are mad because guess what? They can no longer profit off of you in the condition that you were in. And so fast forward, verse 25, about midnight. So here I am up in the middle of the night because my daughter's coughing is what woke me up. But God, uh, this message about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can go, leave. Now you can leave, go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. Okay, Paul, literally the enemy wants you to go silently. However, the next chapter that I'll read or the next uh, scripture is Revelation 12 and then we'll wrap it up. But a whole word this morning in the middle of the night, Paul said, now after you have beat us publicly without a trial, you think about the enemy. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. He has beat you down publicly without a trial because essentially he is an accuser. He's telling you, you are wrong. You did this. You can't be forgiven. I want you to live in condemnation. I want you to stay where you are. Why? Because many of us have been a slave to sin. And when we're a slave to sin, now when you get free from the enemy's grip, 
he can no longer profit off of you, nor the people who are operating in those evil spirits or what have you. So literally, Paul is like, no, they want to do it silently. Let them come and escort us out of jail because you put us in jail. You beat us publicly in the streets because we delivered a woman from her demonic stronghold. And so the officers reported this to the magistrates. And when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. And this is going to take me to the last scripture that I'll focus on for today. When I say it has to come out, Revelations 12 verses 7 through 12 and 17. And so again, they beat Paul and Silas because they freed the woman from her demonic hole. And so when you think about it, when you get free, the enemy wants you to go quietly. He wants you to sit down and be quiet. Don't tell anyone how you've been delivered. Don't talk about what you've been through. Don't talk about what you did. Mm, But God, Revelation 12, verse 7, then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his, and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough. They lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser. There it is. The accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb, Jesus, thank you, and by the word of their what? Testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. And I'm going to skip to verse 17. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their testimony about Jesus. So when you think about how I started this off, I talked about how I woke up in the middle of the night because my daughter kept coughing uncontrollably to the point that the mucus had to come out and it didn't pass in the way that I may have thought it would pass, but it came out of her mouth and I cleaned it up. I did what I had to do, but then immediately in my spirit, I I felt and heard it has to come out. And I felt that when I heard her cough and I said, you know what? It's going to eventually come out. I didn't know when, but it, when she laid back down after I gave her honey, it came out and I cleaned it up. But you think about us, when we think about sin, Jesus's blood his, being shed for us cleans us up. It makes us whole. It makes us new. So whatever is in us, it has to come out. And when it comes out, The enemy wants us to be silent. Like in Acts 16, when Paul and Silas cast out the demon from the young lady, he he literally said, no, you beat us publicly. Now you want us to go away quietly and we're not going to do it. We want you to come and escort us out of your city when he found out that they too were Romans. And so when you think about life and you think about what we go through, the enemy wants us to be condemned because he is an accuser of who? The brethren. He wants you to feel bad about what you did. And yes, we should feel convicted. 
Yes, we should feel bad, but we shouldn't feel condemned because we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. And so this whole thing just came full circle for me, even in this moment, I'm recording in the middle of the night because I thought to myself, wow, by the testimonies, we are able to overcome, but also by the blood of the lamb. So Jesus died for our sins so that we don't have to live condemned and that whatever is in us, it must come out. And when you think about Mark 7, it talked about what was in a man What comes in is not what defiles us, but it's what comes out. So today I hope and pray that someone will get free and that you will remember who you are and whose you are. So on that note, I'm going to wrap up this broadcast, but don't forget to hit the subscribe button, whether you are listening to the audio podcast or watching us on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe so you never miss an update. And thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your support. And our hope is that you will be blessed by these messages so that you can keep on keeping on. And on that note, have a wonderful Friday. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.